On this episode of the GESC Podcast, I sit down with Dan Kitroser as we discuss his upcoming world premiere of Third Person. Before that, we'll talk a little bit about Dan's background and get you guys excited for a upcoming fundraiser that's taking place at The Great Escape as well. Ready, Kingsley? <laughs> Actors to your places, podcast listeners to your earbuds. Join us as we make our great escape. The Great Escape Stage Company is proud to present the world premiere of Dan Kitroser's Third Person, a comedy about a man named Buck who is struck by lightning and begins to narrate his life in the third person. Uh, this, of course, creates complications for his family as the piece explores uh, family fiction and narratives that we tell ourselves and others. Now, performance dates are a little different this time around. I'm going to front load the episode with these because usually we save them for the end, but I don't want anyone to get thrown off. Uh, We are running our first weekend, May 23rd through the 26th, and then only Thursday through Saturday, the second weekend. That would be Thursday, May 30th through Saturday, June 1st. So mark your calendars. Now, our playwright eh, that's in residence, he's doing some work here in Marshall as well as in Battle Creek, Dan Kitroser, is an award-winning playwright, screenwriter, and storyteller. Now, he co-wrote the screenplay for We the Animals, which premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in 2018. He's won the Next Innovator Award, Best Narrative at Outfest in 2018, and has been nominated for five Independent Spirit Awards and a GLAAD Award. He's written a series of plays, including Tar Baby, Dead Special Crabs, which I forgot to ask him about, but I was infinitely intrigued by the title, uh, and The Mumblings, which was optioned for a TV series by Fox that will come up in our interview in a few minutes here. He's currently now working on the screen adaptation of Ann Tyler's novel, Searching for Caleb. And I had a chance to sit down and chat with Dan, which we'll get to in just a moment. But first, I have some fantastic news for anyone who loves coming out to our fundraisers. Tuesday, June 11th from 5 to 7 p.m., we will be holding our Your Name Here event. We'll feature food, beverage, entertainment, all the the things you've come to expect from a Great Escape fundraiser. Now, Randy Lake has been quoted as saying, those who attend will get a chance to learn a little more about what it takes to create professional quality theater in Marshall. One opportunity will be to feed a hungry actor, which will defray the cost of bringing professional actors from New York and or Chicago to Marshall. Another will be Let's Paper the Town, which will help pay for posters and advertising materials for a single show or even the whole season. So thank you once again in advance for those generous contributions, and I'm looking forward to getting a chance to see a lot of you face-to-face. Now, back to our interview. I got a chance to sit down with Dan the other day, and we chatted for about 15 minutes. And uh, a couple seconds into this, you'll immediately realize he has this amazing positive energy uh, that you just can't help but enjoy. So I will now turn things over to Dan as I sit down and we discuss third person. Some background about you. You are an award-winning screenwriter, playwright, Storyteller. Uh, I know that you had a, a film premiere at Sundance 
last year, correct? That's and, right. And, yeah. you, and you've also had some work optioned for uh, television for Fox. Is that true too? Yeah, what yeah. Was... A play of mine that I wrote was was optioned for uh, for a TV series at Fox, and so that was really cool to to get that, and then also to learn how all <laughs> it all falls apart. <laughs> so, it's part of the process, right? Exactly. See how the sausage gets made, right? Exactly, and but, then gets right. dropped on the floor. Right. <laughs> so my big question then is, is how did we get lucky enough to have you here at our little theater in Marshall, Michigan? Oh, please. Well, you, you flatter me, darling. Um, well, I uh, spent a, a good many years in, in New York, and while I was there, I was lucky enough to work on a play that was part of a, it was, I wrote with a friend Desiree Birch a play and it was a solo show and it was part of a solo festival that was curated by Terranova Collective whose artistic director is a woman you might know who's actually creaking past us right now <laughs> um, named Jennifer Conley Darling. And so uh, on the dusty, dirty streets of the East Village, and she's stealing a Milky Way from concessions. Is she going to pay for it? Who knows? Come to the show to find out. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so at any rate, um, I met Jennifer as uh, she was producing this solo festival. And I remember there were a lot of wonderful artists who I thought were so cool and, and, and vibrant and, and it's such, such a diverse group mm -hmm. of, of theater kids. Um, and in this festival, we all went behind the theater and there was like this parking lot that was covered with cigarette butts and broken <laughs> glass. And the, it seemed like how I, how I imagined like Parisian salons, you know, just, <laughs> you know, like yep. Picasso's and, 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 and she was the Gertrude Stein. She was the grand dame <laughs> that everyone kept circling. And I just wanted, I just, I wanted to be one of her little minions, you know? So I globbed on and struck a relationship. Um, and I think we're, we're, were like-minded, but we weren't doing the same mm -hmm. thing. We both believed uh, and utilized theater in, in to build community. Mm -hmm. For me, I was writing my plays, but I was also working with children and and, and running a young playwright fest theater festival. And I actually coaxed Jennifer into direct a couple of shows for us there, where it was plays written by young playwrights. And, um, and that's a wonderful community. It's called Rytopia Lab, and it, we just, just finished our 10th year. I'm giving you a whole lot of answers, but this it, is great. It, yeah. it, it, does, <laughs> it does coalesce um, because Jennifer, meanwhile, was try, doing everything that she could to create a home for artists, create a home for playwrights, poets, dancers, uh, performance artists, and you know, and I, I felt the same way passionately about making a home for the, for the voice of kids. Mm -hmm. And what was kind of amazing was that even though Jennifer and I, we, we really liked each other, we didn't collaborate too much in New York mm -hmm. City. But when she moved back to Marshall, she had such a commitment to the children here. Mm -hmm. She really cared, oh, yeah, absolutely. cares very deeply about them, mm -hmm. along with all the other amazing work that she's doing. So I think when she was starting to think about who could she bring in from New York, mm -hmm. that actually, her moving to Marshall really, um, and then bringing me in a few years ago to do workshops, and this, I think this is my fourth trip to Marshall, or it could be my third. Oh, um, uh, but I think she, that was, actually her coming home was how 
our friendship really began. Oh, and so I'm, this town is so meaningful to me because it's where, an, where a colleague and acquaintance and Jennifer mm -hmm. really became a dear friend. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, when it comes to the, the play itself for third person, yeah. uh, thinking about the work now uh, a little differently, uh, when it comes to the play the third person here, uh, you have a larger body of work, of course. I'm curious, how would you say this fits or, or doesn't fit with your other body of work? Well, I think it, it, it fits quite nicely <laughs> in the canon. <laughs> um, so, uh, I do like to try and reinvent the wheel each mm -hmm. time I write a play. Uh, Moss Hart uh, famously said the four scariest words to any playwright are act one, scene one. <laughs> um, you know, so I think every time that you start a play, um, while you may have a little bit of confidence, um, the fact that you finished one before, like I think that you're a newbie every time and it's very daunting. Mm. But I have... I think over the time of writing plays, and I think third person is is in many ways kind of the end of 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 the line of a of a kind of play that was examining what it means to have a story about yourself that you tell, and what does it mean to tell that story, to uh, what does it mean to own that story, and what does it mean. Maybe when you find out that that story isn't as true as you thought, and that I, the the first play of mine that had any sort of success was a play called The Mumblings, and it was very much about a children's storyteller, and that was what what I was, and so that play was very directly looking at story. Mm. Um, the play that I worked on with with Jennifer uh, that she produced was called Tar Baby, and that was about race and capitalism, and mm. we examined the narrative of race because it's nothing more than that. Um, it doesn't actually exist, but it's something that has been constructed. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so we then deconstructed in really funny and weird and, and strange ways. Um, and then this play is a very traditional play. It's two acts, takes place in a kitchen, is about a family. Um, you know, you can't get more standard American play than that. Um, and so in some ways it's my most conventional, but it's a very strange play because it's a guy who's struck by lightning and so he's narrating his own life. So he can't stop narrating a story and slowly we sort of learn that all the characters inside of it are storytellers in one way or the other, and we're all storytellers. So. When, when I wrote this play, I was also thinking um, how, of all the different plays that I'd written where I'd been interested in the story that we tell ourselves, um, it, it, this sort of felt like the explosion of that. It's like, well, I'm, I'm just really, all right, this is the last way that I can flip this coin. Um, so, and, and actually what's been really lovely about this trip in particular is that it coincides with the commission that I have for the Battle Creek Community Foundation, mm -hmm. wherein they're really interested in trying to rediscover and redefine Battle Creek's identity and Battle Creek's story. Mm -hmm. So I'm finally sort of in, in finishing, all right, how are the ways that Dan tells the mm -hmm. stories, and now looking for the stories outside myself. Very nice, more community-wide kind of a piece there, would you say? Yeah, or? and also like, um, it's one of the more journalistic, most journalistic uh, projects that I've un undertook, and um, and so I've been sitting with so many people from Battle Creek and having these interviews and meeting so many beautiful people from this county, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's one of the first times that I've really um, 
really digested some other people's human experiences and really it's actually rather overwhelming like I've, I think I've laughed more and cried more in like the last four days than I, than I have in a long time. Fantastic. And do you want to speak to that project as far as your overall goals or hopes for it? Yeah well you know um, I got a text a couple of weeks ago from Jennifer that she said hey would you like a commission to write a play and I said yes and she said great hold on a second and <laughs> And I was like, okay. And then like two days later, she was like, hey, I got you a commission and they're going to pay you to write a play. I was like, great. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been writing so many, I've been right. submitting for so many grant opportunities and like, you know, rejections are just a part of life and right, drama. Right, right. Um, so to just get a, t uh, a text out of the blue from Jennifer um, was just, uh, was just so, so over the moon and so wonderful. Um, and so it, it was a little while before I, you know, I, I sort of learned what exactly um, they wanted that play to be, and um, and they being the Battle Creek uh, Community Foundation, and the the terms are very very loose. Mm -hmm. The desire is uh, is to answer a question. Um, Battle Creek is, I'm sure. All of your listeners know um, has a, a robust history, but it has a difficult present, mm -hmm. and so uh, there are a lot of people who are working really hard in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Some of them together, some of them apart, some of them in opposition <laughs> um, yep. to try and uh, and rebuild that town. And one thing that there feel there is a lacking of is a cohesive narrative of mm -hmm. how. How are all these individual people um, a we? And so, uh, their desire is um, is to is to commission a play because that, uh, it's art that's communal, that's interactive, that's alive, that actually is not you know a movie like you know can be screened on everyone's phone and they're sitting alone in their room. Right. Um, and you know a piece uh, a piece of art people can come and see anytime, but not all all at once. And and a book is something again uh, by yourself, but a play really does demand engagement um, and so their hope is to use theater uh, in, in some way to try and I don't, not define what is what is the Battle Creek story but but explore it and so um, I've learned a lot of history um, about Battle Creek in the last few days, both from interviews, going to museums, mm -hmm. reading books and, and stories. And I've also been interviewing the mayor, um, the head of Battle Creek Family Foundation, young entrepreneurs, um, the former editor of uh, the, the, the Enquirer, mm -hmm. um, and I mean, just loads and loads of store owners and religious leaders and, and, and then also people who aren't leaders. And um, it's, it's been so. Um, it's been it's been overwhelming, to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, I think as someone who's spent his life on the East Coast and now lives in the West Coast in Portland, mm -hmm. you know, and even though I've been coming to Marshall, I still have a lot of preconceived notions about the Midwest, mm -hmm. and a lot of preconceived notions about Michigan, and, mm -hmm. and you know, I I have been learning how to learn and how to listen <laughs> and uh, um, and it's really been beautiful. That's excellent. Yeah. One last question for you and yeah. I ask this of everyone that I interview, uh, what do you hope audiences get out of this particular show, out of third person? Well, my hope is first of all that they laugh. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, 
I, all I, you know, I'm the younger brother of a very loud older brother. So like, um, you know, I, I think uh, the mantra that I, that I lived by for many years are, look at me! Um, so, um, you know, I really want people to enjoy themselves. That's why I go to theater. And, um, and I think great profundity happens in joy. I really do believe that. Um, and, you know, this play... Is there's sadness in this play? Um, so you know, people should be prepared. I hope to both laugh and cry. Um, but if they're going to walk away with um, with a fundamental truth, I will I will hand it to them, mm-hmm. um, which is that we all hold we all hold the story of ourselves and our family really close. And some of us are the story is that our family is the best. Some of us is our family is the worst. Um, <laughs> And a story really uh, helps us uh, get through sometimes, but it also can betray, because our lives are much more complex than stories. So I hope you walk away with the knowledge that you too have a story, that it's beautiful and it's your own, um, and it also deserves from time to time to be examined so that you can become a fuller person to embrace the stories of others. Dan Getroser, thank you so much for joining us. Tony, thank you so much. Come see the show. <laughs> now, if you listen carefully, you can hear the sound of uh, the smile on Dan's voice at the very end of that interview because it took me forever to figure out how to say his name properly. So uh, I took that as a little uh, uh, congratulations. I, I finally did it. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, though, it was fantastic to meet and sit down with Dan and chat with him. Uh, we had a fantastic time, uh, a really Great positive energy, a fantastic creative mind. You really have to come out and see his work. It is a joy. So hopefully we will see you this weekend and next for the world premiere of Third Person. And I hope we get a chance to see you all June 11th for our fundraiser. I'd like to close with a few thank yous. A thank you to Kyle Booth, who does our music. Thank you, Kyle, as always. Sounds fantastic. To Veronica Louise Photography, who does our photography. Go and give her a like and a share on Facebook. And while you're there, give us a like and a share as well, too. Don't forget to check out greatescapestagecompany.com to get updates about our upcoming season and events. And as always, you can catch us on SoundCloud or iTunes if you want to listen to us. And I hope you do. It brings Kingsley so much joy to see the number of total plays going up and up every week. It it really makes his day. So if you don't do it for me, do it for Kingsley. (laughs) I am Antonio Barroso, your host. Thank you so much for joining us.